Copeland here to green. Gets a short one, pulls it away on the onside. There's uh, lots of fielders out there, but not where the ball went. That's another boundary, and that is 150 to Cameron Green. The second time in his young career, he's passed 150. It's uh, turned around the corner by Guthrie, but caught Nathan Lyon. Nice reflex catch down the leg side. And Sean Abbott with a well-deserved sixth wicket of the inning. Six for 89. And it's a very warm welcome to the fourth edition of the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis. And joining me, as always, Robbie McKinlay. Yeah, good day, Matt. Uh, good day, listeners. And um, well, yeah, number four already, Matt. Probably doubled what our expectation was. But um, yeah, it's been. Uh, we really do appreciate a lot of positive uh, responses so far. It's been good fun, and that's the way we want to keep it. And and are you getting paid by episode like I am? Are you on a episode by episode oh. retainer? Has any anyone discussed that, that with through. you? No, Matt. Um, Obviously, your management hasn't been talking to my management. I'll get back to that one. Yeah, we might need to take this on offline. Oh, I'd do it for nothing to work with you, Matt. I'm having so much fun. Oh, I tell you what, Robbie, it's the kind of thing I'd do for free too. That's for sure. The Sheffield Shield, anywhere where I get to talk about Sheffield Shield with you, Robbie, is well worth the time spent. And let's get into that straight away. We, we heard in the intro Cameron Green, uh, his magnificent 197. Sean Abbott, six wickets on a very yeah. difficult track for the bowlers. New South Wales v WA. What were your highlights, Robbie McKinlay? Yeah, well, you're looking at that, Matt. You're reel, reeling off a lot of runs there. In fact, just a couple of stats. I know you love that. Uh, it was basically a wicket fell every 60 runs. Okay. And a wicket fell every 19 overs. Yeah. So that, Ellis, means in, um, you're going to, yeah, you're probably only going to be three down at T, four down at stumps, top stuff. So, uh, yeah, but look, that's the way it is. Um, you know, there's, there's some good things about that. What I do like about it is that there are, there are batsmen out there spending time at the crease. And what that does as well, it lets our bowlers have a really good hit out because they've been bowling big numbers. And then they get a chance to have at least a, probably a day and a half or put up their feet. I reckon that's about perfect for pre-season, Matt. Yeah, look, we all love to see the result, but that'll come. That'll, that'll come as the season unfolds. But, yeah, it's a great start by the Blues. You know, 6 to 4.43. Moses Enrique is 1.67. Uh, him and Dan Solway, who made 86, they really just got the New South Wales in. Just out, off after a bit of a rocky start. And then Sean Abbott and Peter Neville, a couple of very good cricketers there. Uh, 60 not out from Sean Abbott, 57 from uh, Peter Neville. And um, yeah, they declared a 6 to 443. Uh, probably Aston Agar was probably the best of the bowl, 2 for 106. But as you said, Matt, after that first down, it was a pretty flat deck. Yeah, Moses, I, what I love about Moses when he's batting is he, he really does set the tempo of the innings. He's happy to take the game on. Uh, he scores freely. And that partnership he had with Daniel Solway, a, a really crucial one to set things up for New South Wales. Yeah. That, as it turned out, Cameron Green sort of turned the tables on things uh, when WA had their turn to bat. But 
some some really positive signs for New South Wales with with those guys scoring some big runs. Yeah, I agree. I'm, as you know, Matt, I'm a massive fan of Moses and Ricketts. I, I think he's one of the best all round players in Australia. He, he can turn it to T20 cricket. He's been sensational for Sydney Sixers. Um, I would have liked to see him play more Test cricket. Hey, who knows? He still may play more Test cricket because he's probably hitting his peak right now. But yeah, then it, all the attention turned to WA and they ground out a big innings, but it was led by, um, well, Sam Whiteman at the top. Yeah. I we've probably been forgotten about a bit in domestic cricket, hasn't he, Matt? With a very nice 114. Um, but then it was Cameron Green, who at 21, and you know, we spoke about him last week. He just came out and 197. He gave a couple of half little chances early, and but then he just went on and he accumulated and he batted time. And he's a huge talent in the Australian scene. And of course, when he gets back bowling, uh, Max, if he can bowl a, a pretty quick ball, uh, you know, he can get up close to that round, that 135, 140. Mm. He's just going to be uh, an incredibly good option uh, for Australia going forward. And then, of course, Matt Kelly really entertained the 89 or 89 balls. At one stage there, he hit six sixes in a 24 ball burst, and uh, he just pounded the bowls. Um, but all probably bar Shawnee Abbott, as he said. 33 overs, 8 maidens, 6 to 89. Uh, that earned him man of the match figures. And Nate Lyon, what a great hit out for him. He ain't two wickets, but he bowled 47 overs. I thought his control was beautiful. Yeah, great to see Nathan Lyon playing Sheffield Shield cricket and just getting those overs under the belt. India come out, coming out yeah. this summer, it's really important that our frontline spinners getting some time Rolling the arm over. New South Wales in their second innings. Nice to see Curtis Patterson show some glimpses of some form. 48 from 79 for him. And Nick Larkin, ever reliable at the top of the order. 33 yep. not out. Moses, 15 not out. Uh, wicket each for the man from Borkham Hills, the Queenslander, Cameron <laughs> Gannon. One for 22. I, don't, I, think we, I think we might need to mention that every now and then. State of Origin's coming up. Queensland might have a look at him. Uh, Ashton Agar, one for 31 in there as well. Uh, well, now, here's one for you, mate. Yeah. How about this? Would Queensland think about keeping Sam Gannon in the Adelaide Shield bubble while he's down there playing cricket for WA? <laughs> Would they think about giving him a game? For the maroon. Oh, anything, anything is possible with the Queensland State of Origin yeah. selectors, Robbie. Uh, who, Absolutely, Matt. Who knows what we might see there. Now, uh, SA v Tasmania, just uh, interesting point, uh, the toss, uh, WA v New South Wales. It was a WA win the toss bowl first. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, well, New South Wales 6 for 4 4 3, that probably didn't work out the way they wanted, but they certainly chased very, they chased very well. Yeah, uh, but South, South Australia v Tasmania, South Australia winning the toss and batting first, rolled for 195 in their first innings. Mm. Yeah, they, um, they probably, there was a bit of juice in that wicket early days, Matt, I, and uh, it was great. How good to see that game on Fox Bullet? Oh. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Fantastic. And just a, Big rap to, to the, the, the commentary and the production team. They're doing a brilliant job. But he, that game, that game that the New South Wales, the uh, WA game, that game was called out of the studios in Brunswick, Victoria. So um, oh, that's fantastic, I think, the way they're putting that together. So, yeah, it just shows what can be done. So, so you, um, you can find they, a scoop, Robbie McKinlay. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
they can. And I, and I just thought they, like, when I was first up, and I either busted over there, just, you couldn't really pick the difference. So it was fantastic uh, from everyone involved there. So keep up the good work. But yeah, South Aussies, but look, they had a bad first day, but they had a really good fourth day. And in between that, Tasmania dominated. But knocked over for 195. Harry Nielsen, good to see the young fellow there. Makes 64, of course, the son of our former Australian coach, Tim. Yep. And Chad Sayers, a very handy 30 at the end of the inning. Without that contribution, they could have been knocked over for, you know, probably would have been knocked over for around the 140 mark. Um, Bo Webster continues to impress, took three for 26. So, but yeah, certainly under par there, Matt, South Aussies with the, with the bat in the first inning there. Yeah, and Chad Sayers with the ball in, in response, uh, eight, oh. for four, 8 for 493 Tasmania. Chad Sayers, 29 <laughs> overs, 3 for 27, going at 0.93 and over, taking three wickets. He, he did play that test match for Australia. Incredible numbers from Chad and a lot of love yeah. for him, uh, certainly coming out of the cricket library. Matt, would he be, you know, obviously, you know, obviously being a South Australian and bowling at the Adelaide Oval, with a lot of, over the next few years, with a lot of uh, pink ball cricket, night test matches being played at the Adelaide Oval, he still remains an opportunity, you know, horses for courses type of thing. Do you think he certainly wouldn't rule him out of um, test selection yet, would you? You'd certainly have him in the conversation, Robbie. I, I, I think he has proven he can do a job there with the new pill. And it just depends, just depends on uh, the mix-up of, of, of the time of the, the year that the test match is on, who's available, who's not available. Yeah. But if he keeps producing those kind of numbers in the Sheffield Shield competition, well, you have to mention his name, don't you? Yep, he does. And another name we like to mention, of course, Lloyd Pope. Oh, um, the Pope. He's had an interesting start of the year, hasn't he? Lloyd Pope, he's gone for a couple of hundred. But you know what, this is... 44 overs, four maidens, two for 203. Hats off to both sides. I reckon you've got a guy like Chad Sayers buying pipe from one end, and that allows you to let a player like Pope, you know, throw him up, rip the ball, and um, good on him. I, I just think that's fantastic. Great support from his captain there. Just yeah. To keep him going at it. I but, much, um, much prefer that than Leggy's bowling darts, Robbie. I much prefer to see him toss yep. it up there uh, and – and throw a bit of caution to the wind. Now, with the batting, there's a young man in this Tasmanian team scored 100, and Jake Doran, he's still a very young man. He's so young, in fact, that he was born only 18 days after I completed my final HSC exam. And I'm still a very young man myself, Robbie. You're a parchment still. (laughs) How old does that make him then, Matt? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's about 22 or 23, is he? Yeah, I'll give you a clue. I, I, I finished my high school certificate in 1996, so... Oh, okay. oh I might have had you get a there. Yeah, do, do, do your sums there. But Jake Doran in the runs and someone who's been on the radar for a long time, like he, he was in the Sydney Thunder squad, he was yep. there or thereabouts at New South Wales, went to Tasmania... Uh, which is a state where there's quite a lot of wicket keepers available, but he's he's made his way with the bat, and good to see him notch up a ton. Yeah, good. The former Fairfield boy, I think, played, played his great cricket. Um, Jakey Doran, yeah, absolutely. And his age, Matt, as we see, he's still only very young. He's got uh, he's still going to be in the frame. I think he, he was the captain of a lot of the New South Wales underage side. Um, yeah. But oh, great. What about the story that 
inning state. Timmy Payne. Oh, yes. 111 not out. Lord Nelson. And that's just fantastic to see our test skipper just bunker down and have a really good bat. Face plenty of balls. And face a lot of good bowling. He's, he's, he's faced Chad Bayers, you know, yeah. not giving anything away. And then um, just great little contributions too. Benny McDermott. Uh, we spoke about him a, a couple of weeks ago. He made 90, which is really encouraging. And another ex-New um, South Welshman, I think University of New South Wales, Charlie Wakem with uh, yeah. 83. So um, good comeback there. But So Tasmania declared leading by 298. Oh, Robbie, bucks. just before we good press down. on, just before we press on, yeah. just wanted to note something about uh, Tim Payne. His yes. pre, uh, pre-shield routine, very similar to my routine when playing for Sandgate Redcliffe up in Brisbane. Shout, shout out to all the Gators listening from Sandgate Redcliffe. Oh, hello. I, I used to practice uh, in between, like you'd have your grade training on your Tuesday and your Thursday, but on Mondays yeah. and Wednesdays when I wasn't in the gym lifting weights, uh, we would oh. we, we would get the taped up tennis ball and we would be sending them down full yep. tilt to each other. And apparently Tim Payne has been doing some taped up tennis ball work in the corridors of the hotel in, in the lead up to this shield fixture. And of course he is. Yep. It's a it's a it's classic Tim Payne, and it's the kind of thing you'd expect from like a Mana Slabberstein as well. But Tim Payne, consummate professional, taped up tennis balls, getting ready to go, and churning out a, a hundred for Tasmania. So hats off to our skipper. Oh, that that is so good to hear, Matt, because um, that is that is what the, our national game is all about: improvisation. Get, if you're not in the backyard, get in a hallway at home. Um, yeah, you've knocked a few doors. I've seen a few <laughs> doors and the odd window goes, but that's fantastic. And, um, and hey, I would imagine that would be great preparation for facing the hooping swing of Chad Sayers. So Correct. Good pick up, Matty. Um, and certainly, yeah, look, a couple of things there probably um, it, it didn't progress your career that far. And I guess nor did the gym too because you're not a, giant, you're not a strong man. But anyway. I, I, can, uh, I can confirm though I have hit nine career sixes, Robbie. So... The nine. The gym. The gym has nearly got me to double figures. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're up to the. T- <laughs> <laughs> I think we're up to the South Australian second innings there, Robbie. And the story here: T M Head one seventy one not out. Yep. Beautifully, yeah. Hey, two hundred ninety eight run deficit. Yeah, and um, it took them. The Queensland, uh, sorry, Tasmania were in that game all the way, but Travis Head. If he wicket had a fallen, I think they would have lost that game. Yeah, five for three hundred and forty-seven. They ended up so they only had a lead of just around about fifty. Um, good little contribution there from Henry Hunt, um, the boy from Grenfell. Yeah, um, you, can, you can debate whether it's in the Riverina or the Central West. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's up to you, Matt. Um, Cal Ferguson forty, Liam Scott forty, not out. But yeah, great, wonderful innings for Travis Head. Great to see Australian Test team. Travis Head one hundred and seventy-one, not out. Jimmy Payne, 111 not out. We're getting a few of these players, you know, getting some good time at the crease, which is fantastic. Um, and what about Peter Siddle? Oh. In the second inning, he can still roll out. He's been in the first inning. He can still roll out 29 overs. Uh, two for 59. And the Birdman, Jackson Bird, uh, another ex-New South Welshman, um, two for 53 off his 23 overs. So, yeah, look, a good fight back from the second. Had he be probably disappointed 
maybe it maybe they found it a little bit too long, Matt. But, you know, let's, yeah. But on reflection, let you know, it's hard to say. But yeah, two draws, uh, but. Good to see uh, players getting a hit out, Matt. That's what we want to see. Absolutely. And and just back on Peter Siddle quick, quickly, my kids are loving his blonde hair at the moment. That's just a yeah. just a side note. The, the, the blonde hair, Peter Siddle, uh, it's winning the fans over at Burrabadeen. And, of course, um, his uh, lovely partner, Anna, uh, uh, Aubrey Girl. Oh, there so, you go. There you go. Yeah, so they're always good to see from that Murray, beautiful Murray region that I've so proud of Matt, but anyway, um, <laughs> and, so that was the shield. Yeah, and and uh, we've got a very special high coupon. We'll we'll have a look at the next round of Sheffield Shield next week on the program. Uh, but we've got a very special high coupon now, with a bit of a Sheffield Shield theme to it, Robbie. I think you'll enjoy this one. Sheffield Shield runs for fun. Cameron Green, yes, please. Wow, that is incredible stuff. That is hot off the press from our resident cricket librarian, Matt Fiction. Cameron Green, yes, please. Well, we're going to move on from Cameron Green and on to... Something else I'm extremely excited about, Robbie, the WBBL getting underway this weekend. I'm excited. Yeah, we're at three sleeps, I think. Three sleeps now. It'll uh, kick off. The, the, the first four will be bowled out at North Sydney Oval. The Perth Scorchers uh, haven't they recruited, taking on the Brisbane Heat. So that's going to be a sensational end. And then uh, across town at Hurstville Oval, uh, where I'll be, Matt, for the for the call of that game. Oh, fantastic! Um, on, yeah, on KO and uh, the Cricket Network. Looking forward to that one. Adelaide Strikers up against the Hobart Hurricanes. Strikers runs up last in the Hurricanes have probably been underrated a little bit for mine, Matt. But I'm expecting uh, big things out of the Canes. I reckon it could be a little bit of a surprise package down there. And oh, then that's of a course big the big one, the big one, one forty-five p.m. on Sunday. Sydney Sixers up against the Sydney Thunder. The uh, Crosstown rival said, that is going to be really hot, that one, Matt. Yeah, they've had some warm-up games too, those two teams. And the Sydney Thunder, I think, came out on top. Rachel Haynes has been yeah. in very handy form. And the word is that Elise Perry rolled the arm over in those yep. those warm-up fixtures there as well. So some, some good signs for the Sixers. And oh, on paper, I... I I think this is going to be an absolutely cracking game. Uh, North Sydney Oval, number one, one forty-five pm. Uh, then two thirty. Robbie, are you on the commentary again for the Renegades v Stars as well? Yeah, staying on for the Melbourne double, which is going to be fantastic. Um, that one there, two thirty pm. Um, again, if you, if you can't catch that one on Fox or Channel Seven, it'll be on the Cricket Network and KO. Um, uh, so yeah, this, this, I'm really looking forward to uh, obviously the return of Meg Lanning, yeah. to the Melbourne Stars, but also the debut with the coach Trent Woodhill. He's uh, tipping his toes into the water for the first time in the women's game, and uh, it'd be really interesting to see um, what, what sort of differences or what uh, Trent may bring to the side. He's a very much an innovator in world cricket. He likes to he likes to do things a little bit different, and um, yeah. So oh, look, that one's going to be a beauty too. 
It's just, it's so nice, uh, Maddie, if you can just get that first win. I reckon it's worth double points to win the first match of the season. Just gives you a little bit of, a little bit of bounce about it. And in this very short and, um, very cramped, uh, draw with, I think with 59 matches happening in, you know, 20 odd days, it's just quite incredible how it's all going to roll out. Yeah. But, um, it's yep. on our doorstep, Matt, and I am very excited about it. Yeah, definitely. Some exciting overseas players as well uh, in that Melbourne Stars lineup. Catherine Brunt, uh, Minion Dupree, and Natalie Siver as well from the Scorchers. Yeah. So, a cu- couple of good gets there for the Melbourne Stars. And the Renegades on paper look pretty good as well. Mind you, this is after Matt's mailbag last week. Uh, not tipping either of those sides to make the top four, Robbie. So here I am trying to butter them up uh, the, the week after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did get a bit of feedback from a lot of my uh, Victorian friends about that. So yeah. we weren't uh, tipping that, but, oh, gee, you're, you're 50% right, you're 50% wrong, aren't you? Yeah, so. that's... <laughs> That's how that's how it rolls, and and some exciting player movement we talked about last week. I I think the biggest signing uh, domestically is the world number one T Twenty batter Beth Mooney heading across yeah. to the Scorchers, and we get to see her playing against her former club first up, first cab off the yeah. rank. Uh, it's it's going to be exciting. Up against her own side, eh? who would have thought? <laughs> you you think that uh, Beth would have thought? Oh look. Be nice. Hopefully, I get the you know, three or four games in, and then I'll uh, we'll take on the Heat. Bang! Straight up, first game. In we go. Yeah, in and go. it'd be interesting yeah. to see what they do wicket keeping wise there as well, Robbie. Of course, um, Beth Mooney does take the gloves. Well, she has previously taken the gloves for the Brisbane Heat, but. English import Amy Jones uh, in that yeah. side, very handy keeper. And very handy at the top of the order as well. Very similar players, I guess, those yep. two. And and they'll be yep. a magnificent combination to have. And it'll be interesting to say, see which way they go in terms of that keeping position, a very important one in T20 cricket. Yeah, my little birdie tells me it'll possibly be Jones will play the gloves, sticking for that first match. Okay. So, definitely, yeah, so, and being back to that game too, Matt, they might find that it could be a fairly shared environment uh, role. In fact, Beth Mooney came out publicly said that she thinks Jones is a better wicketkeeper. So there you go. That's a pretty good rap for Amy Jones. But um, yeah, I think oh, Beth Mooney's main role will be obviously too. You know, if she can, if she replicates her season last year, she'll go a long way till um, you know for scorches getting over the line here and taking out the title. So, but yeah, and of course, um, yeah, we've got the the Kiwi connection there as well. Um, Sophie Devine, who I think is probably the best T20 cricketer in the world, just with bat and ball and her intel on the game. Yep. Uh, yeah, she brings so much. So, yeah, great cricketer. Love watching Sophie Devine play. And and now, Robbie, are we all putting in for annual leave on Monday? Uh, Melbourne Stars v Sydney Thunder, 9.30am, also at 9.30am. Might need to talk to our technology department here as well because we've got Brisbane Heat <laughs> v Melbourne Renegades. We might need to get some extra monitors in the cricket library for that. And then 2.30pm, Two more games, the Sixers v. Strikers and yep. Scorchers v. Hurricanes. Not a lot of time for the young ladies to, no. to to rest, recover, get themselves back up. I know it's only 2020 cricket, but 
I think in yep. this tournament, it's probably a good chance to see the depth of the squads because it's going to be it's going to be wall to wall cricket. Yeah, it is. And the only little damper, pardon the pun, is that he used to talk for a little bit of rain around on the Sunday. So let's just hope that that holds off. But um, all those wickets will be prepared very early. And they'll be covers on and put to bed nice and early. But um, yeah, it is, Matty. But it's just it. If whoever the, the teams that come out of the first weekend, um, Sunday and Monday, sorry, with two wins under the belt, and it's, it's just going to be a massive start for their season. I think one and one's great as well. If you take it, yeah. lose two though, um, yeah, you're chasing early days, aren't you? It, it can be hard. So, but I, but I think um, we're in for the, the season just gets better and better. This WBBL, and what I like about it historically. The matches seem to be a little bit closer than the BBL. Yeah, they do. Um, which which are, which I really enjoyed. They they tend to go down to the wire. I reckon we'll see some new innovations. There's just going to be you know scoring zones that we haven't seen before. Um, a lot of bowling tactics. I think there's a, a lot of the sides are you know, very strong with their spin bowling attack. The slow bowlers play a massive part in um, in the T20 cricket in Australia. And I'm just so excited. About it. It's just so where, where this has come to year six, you know, of um of the WBBL. Man, it's just a, it's a credit to um, to everyone involved and with the game and just where it's going. It, it, it's just getting bigger and bigger. So bring it on! I cannot wait. And the whole adage, you can't be what you can't see. The WBBL uh, against the odds, I guess. When when WBBL one rolled around, no one really could visualise. I guess except for the true believers early yep. on what we would eventually see at the MCG just earlier this year, over 86,000 fans. And now we're into our sixth season and the standard has been improving all the time. One of the things that I particularly like about the WBBL is the fielding, the athleticism in the field. And and we saw it there in that semi-final a couple of years ago, the, the Aaron Burns diving save and then the run out to, to send it to a super over and, just yep. the the incredible athleticism of these young ladies and the way they have evolved their games uh, to to move with the move with the times, I guess, and and take take their own game to the next level, which has taken the whole standard of the competition to new levels. And it is really the premier domestic women's competition going around. Yeah, and we're seeing some of the leading coaches get involved too. Yeah, we just talked talking earlier about Trent Woodhill. You know, who would have thought? Um, it, it, you know, he's involved now for Melbourne Stars. Now we too much. The um, with a lot of the girls now having full time contracts. Yeah. Um, and some, you know, semi professional. What they're doing, they, they just work so hard. They, they're they're stronger. They do a lot of work in their gyms and that. And um, they're, what they're doing is they're he, certainly hitting the ball harder. They are, their fitness levels are good so they can bowl in really quick, short bursts if required. And like you said, their athleticism and their fielding is just brilliant. So it is such a good game to watch. And, you know, man, I was only down at a lot of local cricket training um, this week and talking to a couple of younger guys, which were talking about the WBBL and that, and they echoed those thoughts. I remember during the World Cup T20 um, earlier this year, it was just a, during March, it was just February, it was just crazy. People, everyone was talking about the World Cup because it was such good viewing. Yeah. You know, and, the, and the crowds that went along. Yeah. So, look, we, we could talk about the positive side of this forever because that's exactly what it is. It is so positive. I love the way the girls 
play the game. It's played very purely. It's played in um, a great um, uh, spirit, but uh, also very competitive. So, yeah. And looking forward to it, Matt. Yeah, looking forward to hearing your friendly voice in commentary as well. Well, if, if I, I'll put it out there now. If I, uh, I've got a couple of Sydney Thunder games to do and I'll just have to try to rein myself in and um, <laughs> you know, just sort of separate myself from the Thunder Nation there momentarily. But, yeah. Um, no, look, yeah, it should be good fun. Looking, looking forward to entertaining a bit and, um, yeah, and that's, that's the other good thing too. It also keeps so many of our wonderful former players, uh, you know, in the game, Renee Farrell, um, Julia Price, these guys, I know they're joining Jenny Wallace, they're joining our commentary team, which is absolutely brilliant. And then you've got, you know, this sort of next level, your Christian Deans, Lisa yeah. Salaka, Mel Jones and the like, you know, just fantastic. I think too on ABC Radio, I've, I've heard a whisper, former Test Match double centurion MAJ Gosco might be wow. on, on the ABC wireless call. And yeah, it's, it's going to be great, Robbie. Let's leave it there now. We've got yep. a commentary-related question coming up in Matt's mailbag. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back with Matt's mailbag in just a moment. Hi, this is Danny Wyatt. I'm letting you know about Roadside Reviews, the greatest cricket books ever written, reviewed on the side of the road by Matt Fiction and Matt Alice. Check it out today at thecricketlibrary.com. Hope I get one. And now, Robbie, time for the segment that has Australia Post employees singing for joy because they've got some more work to do. It is the highly popular Matt's Mailbag segment. Now, before we get to the official Matt's Mailbag question for today, which I believe you've got hold of, Robbie, I just wanted to do a shout-out to Jason from Walgett who sent a little Matt's mailbag package, a little gift to the cricket library. So some absolute classic solid gold uh, New South Wales Blues collector trading cards featuring the likes of Matthew Phelps. Uh, We've got Phil Emery, Anthony Stewart, Kevin Roberts, Richard Chiqui, Mark Waugh. Yeah, it's uh, Michael Bevan. Mark Taylor, some absolute beauty, Greg Mo Matthews, just yeah. some absolute solid gold, one of our loyal listeners, and um, we should be the ones sending out the prizes. So Jason, yeah. Jason from Walgett, just thoroughly appreciate that. And, and that was actually in response to uh, an Instagram video that I did uh, unveiling some Queensland Bulls collector cards that had made oh. their way to the cricket library recently via my cousin Natalie in Queensland. And he was horrified that there was – he just felt there was just a bit too much Queensland bulls in the library and he just yep. wanted he just wanted to balance things out. So thank you, Jason. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for that wonderful gift. And um, I guess we do accept gifts like that uh, if, if people want oh, to send it well in. you yeah. are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 So I haven't had the I haven't had to make the decision yet. <laughs> um, yeah. so, look, it's going to a good home. I can assure you. Assure you, people. Uh, now, Robbie, have you got our Matt's yeah. mailbag question for today? I have, and it is from uh, Elliot in Bendigo. That's not. Um, there was a comedian, Robbie. He used to do the odd segment on yeah. Hey Hey It's Saturday. He, real deadpan, deadpan. Elliot Goblet. Elliot Goblet. I 
it does it say yeah, a sur- does it say a surname there or not? No, but I, and I, if he had a photo, no photo attached. If he had those funny sort of glasses on, you could probably now just on Elliot Goblet, and this is this is quite ironical. Yeah, we're we're, a, we're almost the night before the the AFL Grand Final. Yeah, it was in a um, a hotel in Melbourne uh, the night before uh, one of the Grand Finals in the late nineties. Um, I was going my way up the stairs and coming down. You know that moment when you just see someone, you make eye contact. Yeah. It was Elliot Goblet, and we just broke, made the eye contact, and I just said, "You're Elliot Goblet," <laughs> and he said, "He said, yes, I am." I said, "Wow!" And the way he went, and the way I went, so that was it. That was my brush. But oh. so we finished you, Elliot. Well, it's nice to be meet you again. I so, I would say there's a chance that it is the Elliot Goblet and that oh. profound impact that you had on him back in the nineties. Yeah, um, maybe. Would it have been before or after Jake Doran was born, do you think? Uh, doing my numbers there. Oh, that's tight. I, I think it was around one of the Adelaide Crows premierships in 1997 yeah, or 98. Yeah, okay. so young, young Jake close. Doran. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing that, that that's all come up in the one episode? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. So Elliot's from where? Bendigo. 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 The, the old goldfield part of uh, Victoria. Yeah. Uh, lovely, lovely town, lovely city actually. It's a beautiful place. Um, a lot of the old um, area it's, it's, um, historical buildings there. It reminds me a lot. It's like a little mini Melbourne in the main yeah, part okay. of uh, Bendigo. It's a bit of culture. Yeah. A beautiful big fountain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lot. It's got it's, it's, tram. Tram run through Bendigo. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, I'm not sure if they still are. And of course, oh, one of the local tricks there. They've got one of those big fountains, Matt, that sprays up everywhere. Yeah, and you know what? You know what happens? The old dishwashing <laughs> detergent. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we don't condone that but, here at the cricket line. No, no, we don't. that's just silly. Yeah, do the dishes at home, but don't do it in Bendigo. So, now back to the question, I guess, Matt. What you were all hanging out for? We we do digress, digress a little bit here at times. All right, this one's uh, dear Matt and Robbie. What's the most underrated word or phrase that slots into cricket commentary? Oh, that's a good question. One one of one of my favourite phrases, and I I use this phrase repeatedly. Um, mm-hmm. Ad nauseum. When oh. when someone does something all the time, yep, you say they're doing it ad nauseum. So when when Manus Lavashane comes to the crease, I, I'd love a commentator to say. Something like, and coming to the crease is Manus Labashain, and he has been peeling off runs ad nauseum this summer. Ah, that has put that beautifully into context, Matt. That's sort of, I've often worried about that little phrase, that word. Well, I've never quite had my head around it. <laughs> well, that phrase actually, like if you look it up in the dictionary, ad nauseum means to the point of nausea, which is... Uh, a, 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 a sickening amount. So I'm so, not. Su- I'm not suggesting that those players have scored ah. a sickening amount of runs, but it's just happening over and over and over and over again. And I, I, I just think um, this might be one for you, Robbie. You're doing some commentary in the WBBL. Maybe when a player gets on a bit of a run, maybe not in the first couple of games that you do, but as you, you see a yeah. pattern develop. Um, right. Like I, I don't know if you could say it. Like say Nicola Carey, she took. She took some yeah. very good outfield catches um, in that series against New Zealand. 
yeah. you could say something like, oh, Nicola Carey, what a wonderful pair of hands. She has been taking catches in the outfield ad nauseum. Beautiful. Yeah. So, something like Excellent. that. But just, just – Great question, Elliot. Thank you for asking that, and that's that's a good little um, good little opportunity for us to talk about commentary, Robbie. And some of some what what are some of your favourite commentary isms? I guess that you've you, you've enjoyed oh, over yeah. the years. Well, you know, sort of hearing a lot of, of Bill and Tony in those early days. I always loved Tony Gregg. He used to always say, "Oh, that's fair off the meat of the bat." You know, he sort of. <laughs> He loved that, and of course, you know, Bill Laurie had his, you know, what kicking in around his Victorians and that. Yeah, um, yeah. But and I think everyone's got their own little go-to. Uh, Jimmy Max, I love Jimmy Maxwell. Well, one of his favourites was if a batsman was set doing really well, and they probably got out when they were facing bowling that wasn't great, he would say they drowned in honey. <laughs> yes, I like that. That is a great saying, Jimmy Maxwell. Yeah, drowning in honey. That's a beauty. So, oh, that's um, that's a ripper. Um, what about you, Matty? Well, you'd have a couple. You know, being a an avid viewer and listener. Well, the main one my brother and I used to like, and a, a very good evening to Andrew in Perth. Um, P.S. Where's the postcard? Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we used to watch the cricket in the days when the practice wickets were on the ground. Yeah. And I used yeah. to love it when a player would would hit the ball in the direction of those practice wickets and someone like an Ian Chappell would say, once it gets on those practice wickets, it just races away. And <laughs> it was just that. And, and yep. Fox Fox have been showing old, old footage and – and I've heard it come up a number of times. I wouldn't say I've yeah. heard it ad nauseum, but I've, I've I've definitely heard it come up a number of times in some of some of that old yeah. footage, and it just brings back happy memories of watching the cricket with my brother, and yeah, just love it. So that that is a classic example, Elliot from Bendigo. Not sure yeah. if it's Elliot Goblet. Not sure who it is. Uh, great to have some regional listeners of the program. All you need to do: get yourself a postcard. Put your stamp on there, dollar ten. It's a small price to yep. pay to have a, a, a piece of the show. Oh, uh, address it to Matt's mailbag, one oh one R Bungle Gumby Road in Burrabadeen, New South Wales two eight three O. It will get to us, and we would love to answer your questions in the coming weeks on the show. That's if we've got budget to keep going, Robbie. That's, well, if we, that's if we've got the budget to keep going. But we, we will do our best. We have said this kind of thing we'll do for free. And Robbie and I, we're happy to, to double the uh, zero that we're currently getting paid. Yeah. So I think we just need to confirm too that I've had a couple of my friends say, hey, surely that address is not right. That's a stitch up you, you lad. I said, no, no, no. So it is Bungle Gumby Road, Borough of Jean. Yeah. And that is, that is, that is no stitch up. That is no. That is like and yeah. the, and just just for clarity, in uh, regional areas, uh, addresses are uh, followed the number followed by an L or an R, and that just signifies yeah. whether it's on the left hand side of the road or the right hand side of the road. Uh, it does. For, it, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So Bungle so Gum. Bung, yeah, Bungle Gumby Road at the start. Um, the yeah, the numbers oh, are right. on the left hand side are. 104L as an example and then 
on the right hand yeah. side of the road where I am uh, at the Burrabadine Cricket Library, where where one hundred one are. So we're on the right hand side of the road. So, but I, what happens? But which, how do you determine what? Because <laughs> what if you're what if you were heading say out of Dubbo to Burrabadine? Yeah, and it was on your left. But if you're coming back. So what's the other it's, town, the other side? So oh, if you're heading to, say, um, well, if you're heading to, say, if you're heading to... Say you were coming from Narromine, it, then it's on the other side of the road. Yeah, it? It, that's that's the that's the downside of the system. If, you, if you're coming to Burrabdeen via Narromine, Ningen, uh, Trangy, any of those kind well, of areas... You, you, that you, could be confusing. Yeah, uh, but remembering, too, that the, the numbering system goes in ascending order, so... Um, okay. Yeah, where where the numbering system starts, that's where the left and the right starts. But we we probably digress a little bit for the end of this cricket program. Well, but we always no like... wonder they're confused. <laughs> but yeah, first pl- of all, they've got to spell it. They've got to work out what's by the. <laughs> which may no, explain we'll which may explain why uh, it took eight days for uh, a, yeah. uh, the last postcard to arrive. So. If you've got a question, don't delay in sending it because it may be delayed no. in getting here. So looking forward to answering your questions again next week. Robbie, we're out of time. It's we are. We it's are. time to move on. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the commentary on the weekend, Robbie. I'm going to spend the next little while just getting some devices set up so that I've got all my angles covered for the WBBL. It's been a pleasure as always. A massive thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. And always a pleasure hanging out with you, Robbie McKinlay. Looking forward to catching up with you again next week. Likewise, MJ Ellis. And uh, good people out there, stay safe, keep smiling.